Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 177 of the Big Boo Cast. Originally, we were not going to record an episode this week. I was supposed to be out of town for spring break and we were going to take a week off. But as y'all know, spring break didn't happen for most of us this year. And so since I was home and we had plenty of opportunity, Melanie and I decided to go ahead and do an episode. This one with our great friend, Travis Cottrell affectionately known as Fry Daddy. We're so happy to have him with us and we're going to talk about all kinds of things from what is being cooked in our respective homes during this time of social distancing to answering a lot of your questions. I pulled a ton of questions from Instagram for us to go through and we only got through about 10. So we are going to do a follow-up and get those answers handled. So look for that in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, we hope you're doing well. We hope you are in contact with the people that you love and that they're doing well. And we hope that you're finding beautiful moments in the middle of a time that is unlike anything we have been through in our lives. So thanks so much for being here. We hope that this episode will be a little bright spot of laughter and fun in your day. Alrighty, here we go with episode 177. Hey everybody, this is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. Hey, it's Travis. It's Fry Daddy. Yay! Hey. Listen. Hey, everybody. Hey, Travis. <laughs> Listen, for such a time as this, I'm so glad I could get on everybody's busy schedule. I know we all have so much going on and so many appointments and things scheduled. So I'm glad mm. we were able to make this time for each other. I could be a little teary, actually, right now, honestly. <laughs> I know. Trav, how's our how's our extrovert doing? That's right. You're the... I'm hanging in there. You're the one among us, I feel like, is really maybe in some emotional peril that you do not want to sit in. You know where... I've pinpointed my emotional peril. Okay. And my sevenness. And, and the deal is, because I'm around... You know, I've got my whole family. Right. Yeah. And... um. So I love, I love being with them and each of my kids feels like two or three people each. Sure. And so <laughs> that's fun. I think my emotional peril, the, the seven part of me that comes out is the lack of something to look forward to on the calendar. Yeah. Like, you know, yes. seven is fine as long as there's something like, as long as we have something on the calendar, like next week or the next, or if I've got a party to plan for or this or this then I'm fine. Even if I have alone time, I'm good with that. But all of that is suspended. And I'm like, I'm like mouth breathing and staring into space. <laughs> yes. Well, I will say yes. we were supposed to be on spring break this week and we canceled that a few weeks ago when we kind of started to realize this thing was going to be a deal. And then we were going to see Leslie Adam Jr. the first weekend in April in Atlanta. And that's not going to happen. And then Ben mm. Rector in the middle of April, we have tickets. Now, he has not officially announced that it's canceled. So maybe if there's some miracle, we'll get to go see him. But I would say I am. You're going to need a miracle. I'm I, sorry, so, I, I know. sorry to we, say. We are going to need a miracle. I mean, I don't. I, as far as I'm concerned, we're not going to get to go. But, and then the SEC baseball tournament is canceled. So I feel like my big 
spring mm-hmm. things that I always, you know, kind of gear up for, which are some good spring concerts. Joys. Spring yes, joys. Spring joys. Yes. And they're not here. And and it's, man, is it an interesting place to sit. When, when you wake up every day and it's Groundhog Day, it's like, well, today we will stay home. And yeah. tomorrow we will stay home. It's just, we just stay home. Right. Yeah. And let's see, Melanie, I get confused because y'all soccer season is different than ours. Is your school soccer spring or fall? It's spring. So it this yeah. interrupted. So I, I'm assuming it's going to be over. So we would have had two district games left. And then because we were on spring break kind of the week before all of this got so bad, like right when it was ramping up and then they were like, so I guess it was that Friday of our spring break. They said now the next week's going to also be an extended spring break. And then we started online school today. But as of now, they've said no UIL activities until potentially May 4th. Um if that happens and then, but that would be the earliest. And by then, I don't know if you just say, yeah, soccer's done. Right. Or if you try to pick right. up and do some sort of abbreviated playoff, I don't, I don't know what that looks like. Cause our last day of school was supposed to be like May 19th. Mm-hmm. So well, we, we had only had one regular season game. So we had had wow. two preseasons or three, no, four, four preseason games. And then um, one regular season game. And then this, oh. and then this happened. So I, I guess because of our weather, our season is pushed back a little bit. So we play all the way through May. Okay. Okay. So we might be able to have some games there, but I don't. I don't who knows? Who knows? And then it's. And I'm really trying because I know that that's such a minor thing in the whole scheme of everything that people are dealing with. But like I'm like this is time we can't get back. Like it's just gone. Like if mm-hmm. it's and I and I feel so bad because I know there are a lot of seniors too, and I'm. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm selfishly, I'm glad it's not Caroline's senior year, but for these seniors, it just kills me. The like, seniors, it's killing me for the seniors. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it because it just feels like it's just not the way you want to go out, you know? Right. And for the parents and all this stuff, it just makes me really sad. Well, and yeah, and Jack's, I guess Jack's college graduation is teetering on the fence because it's May 16th. Wow. Okay. So who knows? Wow. And then, of course, his wedding, which is two weeks after that. Ah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. It's like you can't think too far ahead. It's funny because I did a podcast today with Jamie Ivey, and she asked me, she was like, I mean, what if what if this interferes with college football season? And I was like, I'm going to need you to stop. Like, I can't yeah, even I'm let – I can't – there's only so much a person can bear, That's and I right. can't project too far well, you know, into the future. <laughs> They said today the Olympics are canceled or postponed at least for a little bit. And somebody next year. Yeah. And and somebody said, well, if the Olympics are are postponed, then that does not bode well for college football season. And I was like, I'm going to need y'all to back up for a minute and just hold on. Let's Uh let's see how some things play out before we we get that far out ahead of ourselves. Because, um, listen, there's a man named Mike Leach and I am (laughs) I want to be able to see him coach my Bulldogs. Mm. Oh, I know. I know. I think you just have to take one day at a time. You have to take one day at a time, and pray that the Lord will deliver us all from from this from this time. I know. Listen. So. Okay. So Travis, we're going to do questions in just a little bit because we got some questions from Instagram. But but one thing that happened over and over again was that people wanted to know what Angela has been cooking. So I thought maybe we could we could just do a little <laughs> round table about what's been happening in our kitchens. Um, over the course of the last week and a half or so that we've all been home. So what's Angela been cooking? Well, she's she's been killing the game, but we, we weren't really ready 
for it totally. Like, I think what, what the kind of rhythm that we've fallen into is that she cooks like three or four big meals in a row. Okay. So three or four like big block things. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we take a second pass at them. Yes. So mm. like in the first week, the first few days, so like she made a huge pot of this broccoli potato soup. And then Lily also made a gigantic pot of this chicken cilantro lemon mm-hmm. soup that she makes. So we've got these two giant pots of that. And then, and then we've got, then she cooked a big uh, casserole dish of barbecue chicken. And then, uh, then one meal we had, a big spaghetti with two or three different kinds of sauce options. And there was one other one. Oh, and then she made like a gluten-free broccoli chicken cheese casserole. I did too, so, Travis. Oh, it's so good. It's my favorite. I feel like Angela and I have been on the same wavelength about a few things over the course of this yes. time, but we don't have to get into all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that way you don't eat any anything in a twice in a row because we're kind of we're not so much into that and we used a couple of gift cards too and went and got out like got our local pizza place and a couple other things and so then we just rotate then we go back and take a second pass at it and then if there's a third pass we reluctantly you know we'll go in but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, with some sadness, with some <laughs> with sadness. some sadness. That third yes. pass is always a little sad. Yeah. We <laughs> we bought like I don't know. 50 wings from Wingstop one day and uh, man, try a third pass on leftover wings. Mm, It's not pretty. There's really, it's really not even meat anymore. You know, it's just the stuff on the outside of the bone. It's It's really a conduit for the ranch. It is. It's just, you can't, you'll, you'll lose a tooth on that thing. If you're not careful, (laughs) you really will. Uh, Okay. So Mel, what have you been cooking? So I cooked, so I did a white bean and Italian sausage and spinach soup, I guess, last Mm -hmm. Monday. It was good. It was good. So we did that last Monday, and then we did tacos one night, and then I think we did a mix of leftovers the next night. Kind of that was our second pass, whatever everybody wants. Um, And then we picked up barbecue from our favorite barbecue place because I Mm -hmm. told Perry, I feel like it's important for us to support these local restaurants. And so that's just selfless. Listen, it was selfless on my part. Mm -hmm. I felt like this is what we can do. So we picked up a bunch of barbecue from our favorite barbecue place. And then Friday night we were going to pick up because in Texas you can pick up. So we were going to pick up Mexican food and a pitcher of margaritas from our favorite Mexican place. Um, but they have temporarily just shut down. They've just completely closed down during this time. So I'm hoping they'll reopen. So we did another Mexican food place and picked up Mexican food. And then Saturday night, we just did a mix of leftovers. But tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I'm bringing my A-game and we're having chicken fried elk steak with cream gravy and mashed potatoes and fresh spinach that my friend Hillary dropped off at my door yesterday. Yes, ma'am. Whoa. Yes, ma'am. I'm throwing it down tonight. Uh-huh. So the border. Oh. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That so, sounds delicious. Uh, yeah. So I'm feeling pretty good. I need comfort food, and that is my ultimate comfort food. Um, even if I have to make it my own self, it's better if somebody makes it for you. But I've, there's nobody here that can do that. So I'm going to make it for myself. And um, and Hillary dropped off. So her husband farms for H-E-B and they're not having him ship spinach and stuff right now. So a bunch of us had said, hey, we'll take some spinach. And she like dropped it off at my door yesterday. And it was like somebody had brought me like 
chocolate cupcakes. I was like, Uh. I never thought I'd be so excited about spinach, but I was so happy to see it Um, because that's one of the things that's been hard to find at the grocery store. So um, so that's tonight. And then I think tomorrow I may make gumbo because I also got the stuff to make gumbo. So that's, that's kind of, I'm, so I'm up in my game this week is what I'm saying. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You are. I know. I know. What about you, Soph? You know, well, you know, I made my calendar. I made my menu. I put like yes. I, last, last week I sat down and I made me a calendar because just the predict- That's impressive. Thank you. Well, I just, just the predictability of being able to, to kind of know what I needed and, to, to have some objectives with the grocery trips and not just get in there and just willy-nilly shop, you know? So I don't know. I've done, um, oh gosh, I did, I, I did a, a, some barbecue pork a couple of nights ago that we could do for, we use for quesadillas. I've done a roast. I've done, um, I, I did some kind of, oh, I'd made some potato soup. I didn't like it at all though. That was a, that was a mistake. Um, oh no! Oh, it just—I was not in the mood for it, and it just—I uh. I don't know. I was—I—I I ate it twice. It got two passes, and then I threw it out. Um, I did like Angela and did the chicken, broccoli, and cheese situation, which was always yummy with yellow rice. Um, so, and then I just had like—I made tuna salad for lunchtime. I've made some hamburgers at lunch, but today I—I'm I, like, okay, I'm done being the the lunch chef, I put a note out and said, here are hot dog buns. (laughs) There's barbecue in the refrigerator. You can fix a hot dog. I just, every, Uh every every man for himself, because, um, you know, it's, it's the, the three meals a day is a lot. So, it is a lot. I told Perry today because Caroline started online school and I said, it appears that her teachers are killing it. I said, the cafeteria lady is going to need some work. I said, she, right. as Caroline was eating her frosted flakes at noon. I said, the cafeteria lady may get fired, but <laughs> the teachers are doing a great job. Yeah. I, I, here's what I've kind of figured is, you know, you, you start to kind of have a little bit of a rhythm to your days. And I have discovered I like to get up and get, if I can get outside, get in my walk, all that kind of stuff, come back and fix something for breakfast. And then I'll do like some grapes or stuff in the middle of the afternoon, but I'm not so interested in lunch. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just, I don't know. It just feels like a lot to think about and figure out. And then I like to make a big supper. So tonight I'm making those sliders that we love, Melanie. Oh yeah, that's a winner. And then that'll be, those will be great leftovers tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's a good call. I'm going to add those to my list. That's a, that's a great call. So um, plus Alex's sleeping schedule. I mean, I, first of all, I'm not sleeping great at all. Uh, I just saw an article online that was like, are you craving carbs and, and, um, and not sleeping? And I was like, yes, yes. That's, that's what's happening here. <laughs> so I'm not Listen, sleeping great. We're baking cookies. We're baking cookies every day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Every day. Yeah. We're, uh-huh. we're, I got all the stuff to make chocolate chip cookies yesterday at the store. Like I, I am craving carbs. I'm not sleeping great. I dream about this virus every night, like that I'm somehow transporting it in some way. Um, I, I don't know. I just, last night was a little bit better, but I think that's where the anxiety part of it comes out with me is I just can't, like, I just cannot sleep a really great night's sleep. So that's, mm-hmm. do y'all hear Hazel snoring? I did. Uh, I didn't know what that was. I thought the truck was driving by. <laughs> Listen to that. Listen. <laughs> It's an alligator. It's an alligator. I asked, Melanie, I asked Travis before you got on if he was, if they had missed Flash, because I feel like I've never loved Hazel more. Like, I just feel like the animals are so important right now. 
Yeah. And I yes, we know. have. I've, I've, well, we think about them every day anyway, but I really, I've said to Angela a number of times, like, we, can we just go get a dog? Like, we, we're, we're here 24 mm-hmm, 7. We can yeah. potty train, potty train him. And, and we had some friends uh, that, of course, this doesn't sound social distancing, but we had a couple of friends come over that had not seen any other humans and they're older and their kids are out of the house and mm-hmm. they came over to eat dinner and from six feet away, you know, play some games. But um, they brought their dog Tucker last night and he's a Aww. dachshund just like Flash. And I held that dog, petted Aww. that dog and Aww. followed that dog around our house. I just lo- loved him so much. Oh, y'all need to go get a puppy. This is a big time to get a puppy. I agree. I know. I agree. I mean, because you, you are Angela, home. are you I mean, listening? Yes. <laughs> Angela. Angela, go get a puppy. Caroline's trying to talk me into, she's doing the sales pitch for a fish. She was like, can I go get a fish? And I'm like, why? I, she's like, I just need something to keep me company. Because she keeps playing this only child. I'm like, please, a fish. I'm like, God. Number one, I don't even know that that's on the places that we're allowed to go right now. And then number two, and I told her, I said, look, the minute that bowl stinks, I'm not cleaning it out. I said, I'm that's dumping right. the whole thing with the fish down the toilet. I'm flushing it all away. Like, I've done this game before. Like, but a puppy would be lovely, though. Yeah. I think this is a great time for y'all to go get a puppy. <sighs> okay. Oh, okay, well, then. Puppies are expensive. I just... I, they are. They are. All right. So, that was a. You that... could. Uh, you ahead, could Mel. name it. Here's our segue. You could name you it could Kenny. Name it Corona. Oh, you could. You, you <laughs> could. Well, I was thinking Kenny Rogers. You could oh, name it Kenny true. Rogers or Lucille. Or, or Lucille. Lucille, a little girl puppy named Lucille. Come on. Oh, I love that, Lucy. Mm-hmm. You picked a fine time to leave me, Lucy. <laughs> so Kenny Rogers died, y'all, which feels like mm-hmm. really the end of a. Uh, I've never known a life without Kenny Rogers, you know? Right. I didn't realize, I didn't realize how connected I felt to Kenny Rogers until he was gone. <laughs> well, like, it hit me so hard, and I started revisiting all these, every memory, I mean, all, memories that connect me in every way, like music memories, childhood memories, my parents, my dad's store, oh. like, song, but everything, everything. Yeah, I know. So. I know. I thought about you because I've written about this in some of my books, but like my, you know, my grandpa had that baby blue Fleetwood Cadillac that he drove like my, my whole childhood, one of those super long ones. And the Kenny Rogers, the gambler eight track was stuck in the, in the eight track player. So that's all he ever played. Like, so when you got in his car, that's what was always playing. So it's like, that's such the soundtrack for my whole childhood. Oh. And it was, I was same. I was like, I feel so connected to Kenny Rogers. It just right. made me really sad. I know I had a childhood friend whose parents, her mom really loved Kenny Rogers and she had all of his albums, you know, they had one of those console record players. Y'all remember those where it looked oh, yeah. like furniture, but it was sneaky. Cause if you could, if you move yeah. the top to the side, there was a record player inside. Oh, hundred percent. We had one too. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the we speakers were covered in some velvet with the wood mm-hmm. on So they were really elegant. And uh, <laughs> so we used to stand, and it was in their dining room, you know, so they could play music when oh. they had people over. That's the most 70s thing to me. <laughs> and so we would always listen to Kenny Rogers and Dottie West at her house. And, and listen, both her parents smoked. And so the, so the house always smelled <laughs> like smoke. But it was kind of comforting in the weird in this weird way. And so when I think about Kenny Rogers, I think about being over there and 
smelling cigarette smoke and <laughs> singing Dottie West part or Dolly Parton's part. I don't know. That's that that was the the beauty of a childhood in the Dottie 70s West. and 80s, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, so so Kenny Rogers died, but then the the flip side of that um if if it's to be seen, I mean, what what does God say, Melanie? Every every blessing has a blessing curse. It's curse. Every curse every has curse a blessing. Has a blessing. Um, so the blessing though yesterday that that happened was that Neil Diamond posted a new version of Sweet Caroline. It was that everything. was a blessing. It was everything that I didn't know I needed. It <laughs> right. was it was it was the it was the only gift that the coronavirus has brought to me thus far. If only he had sang Sweet Quarantine instead of Carol. Uh, I mean, that would have sent it all the way over uh, the top for me. Sweet, sweet quarantine. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Good times never seem so good. So good. So good. So good. <laughs> so good. Oh, gosh. Wow. I, got, I, got, I got him a little mixed up there. I was having the country of Kenny with neil because i said good he would never sing good well it's okay That's all right it's okay it, yeah. it was an homage is what it was trav it was an homage <laughs> mm-hmm. um it's so good i loved it and he was by the fire yeah and I, yes. I don't know that i knew he played the guitar well i didn't know that there was a, no? a, a fireplace that could be that tricky did y'all notice how tricky his fireplace was <laughs> yeah well if anybody's gonna have a tricky fireplace it's gonna be neil diamond is what i'm gonna tell you what it yes. was really something else it was an architectural mm-hmm. feature in his home yeah um so so neil diamond had the new version of sweet caroline and then the thing that i really did wake up this morning looking forward to is that garth brooks is live tonight and this will have already happened by the time this episode comes out but tonight garth brooks is live with miss yearwood on facebook at six o'clock they're doing like a, a song a live song request thing and and I don't even know if it can live up to my expectations. I don't. I don't even know if it's fair how high my expectations are. It's going to be so good. I mean, I feel like I'm putting all my hopes and dreams for this entire pandemic on Garth Brooks, and I know that's a heavy burden for sure. him to bear. But I feel like if anybody can carry it, other than God, it'd be Garth Brooks. Now, Melanie, did you watch the YouTube <laughs> video? Somebody, there was a so Travis. Melanie and I have been obsessed this spring with Garth Brooks's The Road I'm On biography episode. It's a two-parter. It's two hours each part. It's four hours of goodness is what it is. And like we've been obsessed with it. Like We mm-hmm. can quote it. We've watched it multiple times. And somebody sent us a couple of nights ago a YouTube video that was the first time Garth Brooks ever went on Facebook. And I'm here to yes. tell you, it is a treasure. Melanie, did you watch it? I did. I did. Uh, it is. He's the gift that keeps giving. I didn't know my 1993 self could have never imagined how much my 2020 self would so appreciate Garth Brooks still. I know. Okay. So, so listen, he's so earnest and, you know, normally earnest gets on my nerves. I don't, I, it's not the, the quality I'm most drawn to in people, but there's something about his earnest that makes me happy. So in this old Facebook video, which was the first time he went live on Facebook, it was like he was about to set out on the, like, it was like he was, I don't know, on the first air flight that had ever been. It was, it was, he was like, he was a pioneer. He was setting out for a new land and the charge he gave in that video. Yes. 
the the his goals he said he wanted to post cool stuff he wanted to post slick stuff but uh-huh. most of all he wanted to be real because that's just the kind of guy he is like, <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh that's right <laughs> it made me so happy and then he said um i want this to be a conversation so let the conversation begin and i legitimately mm-hmm. applauded when he said it i was like <laughs> i need this level of earnest in my life right now the whole thing's burning down but garth is still garth being garth always garth and um and it means something to me that's right that's right he's gonna well and then you sent me the clip of matthew mcconaughey from instagram (laughs) this week and said that if he and garth were to get in the same room like the earth would possibly explode i mean like there would be so much earnestness it would and, and and uh uh, I don't know what you even say, philosophizing oh, about yes. life. Such a charge for the greater good between those two. Mm-hmm. I just, I'll tell you what, <laughs> I can't get enough of it. So Garth is live tonight. And, I, you know, I love that he calls Trisha Miss Yearwood. It makes me really happy. So we're excited about that. And then I saw today, this is another bright spot, and then we'll get to questions, that Dave Barnes is doing a live thing on Instagram Live this Wednesday night at 8 o'clock Central. So, you know, that'll be hilarious. 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 Yeah. His mm-hmm. um, his very first toilet paper entry, <laughs> I watched about 100 times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, listen, the Indigo Girls were on one day last week. Travis, I thought about you because because you know how I love me some Indigo Girls. And um, anyway, they were on last week doing like a little live thing. It's just, it's sweet to me the way... That creative people, when they are stuck, have to continue to be creative, you know? Right. And so right. they're, just, and they're just also finding new outlets for it. And, you know, it's it's how they make a living, sure. but it's also how it's this weird thing of how they make a living, but also how they serve humanity. Yes. And they're putting it out there just to serve. Yes. Yeah. It so is just their to act of service. That's right. It. So good. It's, it's touching. It is um, touching. I have to say, I don't know a single Indigo Girls song. I miss the Indigo Girls. I don't, I, I couldn't point them out in the lineup, but. They're just so folksy and they just sing about their feelings. And, you know, right. I enjoy that in a singer songwriter situation at times. So, um, yes. I will tell you who's brought me, um, more joy than just about anybody during this time of sadness. And it is Jimmy Fallon. You and yes. David both. tell me you've been watching his show no but david has and and keeps talking um, about it i haven't watched anything really tv so he started just filming it at home he's basically doing it with an iphone his wife is holding the camera his kids are making drawing the artwork and you know he's he'll, he does the one night when he did his uh, monologue and he had you know an ipad there we pressed the laugh track and i mean it just was so fun he ordered a tent and he put it together. I mean, like, you know, and he held, he, it, he filmed himself trying to put this, t- it said it only took 20 <laughs> minutes and it actually took him two and a half hours. That's when I felt more like Jimmy Fallon than ever. <laughs> it, brings me, I, 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 it brings me so much happiness. Well, David has loved it. And I think, you know, his show had such a sweetness to it when it first came on. I feel yes. like, and it sounds like based on what David said, that it's, that it's recaptured some of that original sweetness in this current little manifestation of it. So I love that. Again, a really creative person who's serving by being creative. 
That's right. For sure. Okay. Yeah. So are y'all ready for questions? I'm ready. I, I am ready. Okay. All right. So the first one is not actually a question, but this says, so it's just, Hey, not a question, but Travis should know that spirit rise has given me life this week. I would say also, yes, me too. So thanks Travis, for that. That's Travis's yeah, most so recent album. Yeah. We were actually having a pretty significant family blow up in the car. Um, a few nights ago, we went to go get takeout and we were going to go eat in the pot in the, this little park by our house. And Alex and I had this, like, we were just so sick and tired of one another. And um, anyway, you were the soundtrack for that, Travis. So thank you. Oh, You're just praising the Lord and we're just, nah. Um, well, on that same note, we love on the bright side and we quote, I, well, that's wrong to say we quote it, but it makes us so mindful. Angela and I, we, we're trying to walk every day and we'll take walks and we'll find ourselves, you know, We'll, we'll get in a trap of just saying a lot of negative things and forecasting some negative things, but then we'll go, but on the bright side, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it really has changed our whole mindset. Okay. Melanie. I love that. I, I love, love that. It, isn't that funny? I mean, it's funny because somebody did send me a thing this week and they were like, number one, the fact that it's called on the bright side. And I talk about Kenny Rogers in it. They were like, are you a prophet? And I was like, well, if, <laughs> if there was anywhere in which my profiting gifts, it would be in the way of Kenny Rogers and trying to be an optimist. So I guess maybe, <laughs> yes. Well, I thought, too, um, like you've given us such an, I mean, I know that phrase has been around, but you have, you have reintroduced that phrase to us, I feel like, for such a time as this. Like, I think if there yep. has ever, I mean, I even wrote in my journal a couple of days ago, I put, but the bright side, and then I put a little smiley face because I thought, Melanie. Um, oh, so I love that. I, I love that, you know, it's a good, it's been a good reminder for me. And the, especially yesterday was rough. Um, the yeah. weekend was not my friend, just not enough structure, nothing to do, all that kind of stuff. And so um, anyway, I love that, that we can think of the bright side. Makes me happy. Okay. Well, thanks y'all. You're welcome. Thanks. Okay. So the next question says, what scripture is, or it could be several, but what is one of the scriptures that you go to in times of uncertainty? Mel, what about you? Um, mine has always been, and I've talked about this a lot of places, but, um, Isaiah 42, 16, um, which is, I will lead the blind by ways they haven't known along unfamiliar paths. I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. Um, that's always been mine. And it just feels as true now, if not more true than it's ever been is Mm -hmm. it's just, um, because this is, Hey, we're on a way that we have not known. Uh Um, Uh And it's a rough place and just trusting that, um, you know, it really does bring you back to that. You know, I told Caroline last night, I said, we really are in a place of like, we're putting our money where our mouth is. Like, do mm-hmm. we trust God for our provision, for our protection, that he's sovereign over all of this? Because this is, I mean, this is really the hardest thing that a lot of us have ever been through um, just because it is so uncertain. It's like, nobody can tell us like, it'll all be over by May 1st. You right. Know? So right. Trav, what about you? That's good. Well, I think my I, one that I try to encourage people with a lot is Psalm 46. And um, it starts, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. And, and it gets so good because it, it basically says no matter what happens, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It says, therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though mm-hmm. its waters roar and foam and the mountains 
Americans quake with their surging. So all of that to say, we're not going to fear even if the world just caves in on itself. And then it goes in to say, there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. But... He lifts his voice and the earth melts. Mm. I just love that. I love that. Like no matter what happens, how you know, if it feels like that the the earth is caving in on itself, it doesn't matter. Even at that point, there's no there's no reason to fear. I was I was thinking about um, that scripture came to life to me. Uh, let's see, how long ago was 1992? I mean, like 28 years ago or something. Uh, yeah. Math, hashtag math. <laughs> um, there was a record that came out for <clears throat> Sparrow Music called Coram Deo. Okay. And Charlie Peacock produced it, and it was like Susan Ashton and Mike English and Michael Card and Out of the Gray. Remember all those 90 early yeah, 90s yeah. artists? Yeah. So there was a song on there called There is a River that Mike, Michael English sings, which is it's basically a straight scripture song from Psalm 46. And I always I sing it. And that's when that scripture came to mind. In fact, I, I just, I'm just now looking it up on Apple Music. Yeah, there it is. Quorum Deo, 1992. So Psalm 46, and go listen to it on that record here. Mike English sing. Uh, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Okay, I'm writing it down right now so I don't forget. Um, I keep thinking about, I, like Melanie and Isaiah, but I keep thinking about Isaiah 43, I think 43, 19, which is just, behold, I'm doing anything. Now it springs forth, you not perceive it. I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Because I do think... Um, even though this is a weird time and it's a hard time and it's um, it's a, an uncertain time, I, it just reminds me that the Lord is always up to the new thing. And so mm-hmm. there is something, he is up to something. And, um, and he kind of like what Melanie just read, I mean, he will make a way through it and it feels like wilderness. It feels unfamiliar um, and it feels a little barren. But he will make rivers there. He will bring life to it. And so I just keep thinking about that verse over and over and over. Plus, it's spring. Mm-hmm. So I always think when the little baby leaves come out, I always think about, behold, I'm doing a new thing. And yes. um, and so yeah. he is. He's doing a new thing. It's just um, we can't see it yet. And um, but, but that encourages me because it makes me hopeful, you know, that there's something good on the other side. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, I know. Okay, here's the next question. (laughs) We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna take a hard left um, away from scripture. And this question, y'all, I think people ask us this more than anything else. And I don't know what that says about us, but I don't. I'm kind of honored by it. Um, It is what quarantine snack is a must-have. So many people wanted to know about our snacks, and then. There was another question that's kind of a follow-up that said, could you determine the category winners for both savory and sweet shut-in snacks? So mm. what's your go-to? Wow. What do you have to have? Melanie, what do you have to have? Trab, this feels like a new March Madness category. A, a <laughs> new does. March Madness for I you. I know. I feel we like need, we need well, a salty version to go with your candy version. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I think, Uh-oh. I think you have, I think you have tonight's project. You're welcome. <laughs> I, yeah, you're right. Um, uh, I think for me, we ordered chips and salsa Friday 
Friday night from Tecca Molina, like for me, chips and salsa is always like my must have. Like I've got to have that in some form around the house because mm-hmm. um, that, that's going to be a constant go-to. Um, I also love just Parmesan cheese on like an artisan nut thin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have this like cranberry chutney jam that I get from. So if you do like a little bit of that jam and then a little bit of Parmesan cheese on that mm. cracker, that is like. My gosh, you are working so hard. <laughs> not grab the bag and sit on the couch. Uh, snacks. I know, but I'm not a, I'm not going to grab something and just, I don't know. I need like I need my snacks to have like accoutrement. So you know what I'm saying? Like, She's I a need, charcuterie board. Need <laughs> I do. I need artisan snacks is what <laughs> I'm saying. I'm, I'm not a <laughs> like or but I, I will say my other one that I really love and I bought more popcorn because of it and you introduced me to it, Travis Cottrell, is like the homemade kettle corn on the stove. Now that's oh. a there again you have to make it, but it, it is delicious. It is delicious. It is delicious. Yeah. I haven't made popcorn this whole quarantine situation because I, I think I had traced down that popcorn was giving me a headache. Mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. I might give it a shot tonight or something. I don't know if I can tear myself away from the slice and bakes that we're baking every daggum night. <laughs> every night. I know. I made I made snickerdoodles, which I never make, but I was like, I just need to make something different. And I made snickerdoodles, and I'm going to tell you, they were gone so fast. There's three of us here. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it was like four dozen snickerdoodles. I don't even want to do the math of how many that means we ate each. And nobody in my family knows, but there are four cans of Pillsbury cinnamon rolls in the garage refrigerator. (laughs) I think about them all the time. And what I mainly think about is when can I bake these that I can get them eaten before anybody knows. (laughs) And the problem is that Angela's staying up so much later than Mm. normal because we're we're addicted to a show, which I'll tell you about in a minute. Okay. Okay. But so I I would do it late at night because she would be in bed, but she's not in bed. And then she's up when I get up in the morning. And so are one of the two of the kids. So I can't find a window of time to eat these cinnamon rolls. How are you supposed to eat in secret if everybody is always around you? Right. Right. Oh, God, that makes me laugh. Okay. So what's your what's your must have, Travis? Well, okay, so I here I'll just tell you what I've eaten this week. I, I, I've got a real thing for Ben and Jerry's tonight dough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. After the Tonight Show, of course, I'm eating the Jimmy Fallon ice cream. Right, mm-hmm. but it's so good. So we I keep I keep that in the freezer. Uh, we're doing like Kroger Organic Truth slice and bake cookies okay. every night. I'm trying to think of what salty thing we're eating. Um. Mm. Oh, uh, well, we have some basic like wavy lays and French onion dip. Yes. But we're about okay. dip. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I would yeah. I would say mine is actually mine's not it's Barber's party dip, which is really a French onion dip, but it's better than all of them. With um y'all this is this is so going to be so distressing to y'all. But pork rinds with Barber's party dip. I Listen, mm. I could do no, that. Uh, no judgment here. Mm. No, no judgment no here. That's really mm-hmm. a thing. And then pistachio nuts. I mm-hmm. cannot go through. Yes. A, I cannot go through a pandemic without pistachio nuts. Don't don't even suggest it. Uh, uh, <laughs> like they're, it's the salty stuff. I don't care about the sweet as much. But is there is there a chance that that Barbara's dip is keto? Oh, I think it is. I think it is because I've looked at it before. There's nothing. I think. I, I mean, it's not like certified keto, of course, but I think it, it would, 
you could but low carbs yeah because pork you know pork rinds are carb free yeah i'm just thinking because i've got my yeah we've we've got one keto person in our family right now so what what's your category winner everybody what about salt about savory snacks do we have a category winner is it a cracker is it a what is it well, it's hard to beat chips and salsa, honestly. Yeah, it really is. I think that would be mine too. I think, um, I think chips and salsa would be my category winner, if we were going to yeah. boil it down to savory. And then what about the sweet? I, I would have to say a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, what, what's going to challenge it? Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's those would be mine too for sure. I've even thought. I think I may up my game this week because I also want to support Torchy's tacos, and mm. so I think I'm going to get myself some queso and some avocado salsa to up my chip and dip game. That avocado this week salsa of quarantine. Okay, so. Oh, so good. It's a. It's so good. It's so good. So I've been craving that. So I feel like I need to. That's going to be the business I need to support this week. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think I think you just talked me into driving by and picking some queso up on the way home mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's so good and listen right now we just need comfort food somebody said i saw something where somebody said you need to put your jeans on like once every couple of days to make sure they still fit and i'm like i don't need that kind of judgment in quarantine <laughs> like i'm me and my jeans are gonna worry about that after this feels over jeans. you know who's putting yeah. on pants that's i mean that's what i'm saying like, I mean, it's, I did our laundry yesterday. I did laundry and all we all have, well, Perry has real clothes cause he's still been doing stuff and getting out and working. But I mean, Caroline and I, it's all sweatpants and pajamas. Oh yeah. Leggings, but that's mm-hmm. t-shirts, but that's it. Socks, but no I, real clothes. That reminds, me, <laughs> that reminds me, I was thinking about how Neil, Neil Diamond should do a whole parody. Like he could change all of his songs to be Corona songs. Okay. And that reminded me of Reverend PJs. <laughs> right? Yes. It's coming to America today. Oh. I mean, they all. Oh. oh. oh he could do hello. Hello, my friend. Hello. Right. Yeah. Just called to say hello. <laughs> because I can't say what? what about this uh-huh. one? Quarantine morn. <laughs> I think you've hit on something. I think for, you have too, Travis. I wish you would do, I wish you would do like a Travis Cottrell knockoff. I just wish you would record that for us. Like you, you can just do it in your office. It doesn't have to be like super professional, but this is what I feel like maybe you could bring to Instagram <laughs> in this mm-hmm. time of need. I agree. I agree. Um, okay. The, the next question is how did y'all become friends? Somebody, and then several people asked that and somebody said, I don't know if I know this origin story. So, which made me laugh. Um, so, should I tell the first part and then y'all can pick up with the rest of it? Whatever I, I don't get. Yeah, that's great. Okay, yep. so it was like 2007, maybe. Melanie and I both had blogs. We had, um, I know we were not blogging for Lifeway yet. And I went to a Deeper Still event in Nashville, which was Beth Moore and Kay Arthur and Priscilla Shire. Um, and I went all by myself. It was one of those times in my life where I just felt like I was supposed to go by myself and my sister lived in Nashville. And so she dropped me off the first night, like I was 12 and I went and then I went back the next day. Well, the second day, the lines were really long because it was an arena full of people. And so I waited until the lines were, um, were, had died down a little bit into that afternoon session. And I went to the concession stand. Travis, do you remember this part of the story? 
and I saw you. Like, I, I didn't know you, but I knew you were the guy who had led worship. And was that when I was, was I walking Christy Knuckles to her car? No, no. I, I saw, I saw you walking on the floor the night before walking Christy Knuckles to her car. But I had okay. called Melanie the first night after the event to talk about Angela's jeans. Angela had these incredible, like, flare jeans yeah. on. I can see them in my mind's eye right now. Um, they were so good. And so mm-hmm. I saw Travis standing at the concession stand by, um, like, you were on your Blackberry, I think. And <laughs> <laughs> that tickles me. Um <laughs> You were on your BlackBerry, and I, I almost said something to you about Angela's jeans because I wanted to know the details. But I was like, he will think I am too weird if I stop, <laughs> if I like, if I, if I go up to him to ask him about his wife's jeans. They don't know me, you know. So I didn't say anything. And on the way home, I called Melanie again, and I was like, golly, I so want to know about Angela Cottrell's jeans. And Travis was standing right there at the concession stand, but I didn't want to say anything to him. And I wrote a blog post about it after I got home. And like a week later, you ended up emailing Melanie and me because somebody yeah. had passed the blog post on to you. Is that, is that accurate? That's accurate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was the, it was that kind of thing where we, we, there was no ramp up to friendship for it, the three of us. It was just, it was <laughs> like we had known each other forever. It was like we had shared a childhood it was, um, it was, <laughs> we were just all in and yeah. remember we'd get on it. We'd get on iMessage because that yeah. was like oh, yeah. how you, yeah. Cause everybody had, I didn't even have a Blackberry, but we would just get on iMessage and like type messages back and forth and, right, laugh. and talk about, uh, idol. Yes. Yes. It was really, it was like, it was like finding a brother that you didn't know that you had. Yeah. And, um, and then somebody asked this in a later question about like the most random thing that we all have in common. And what, what Travis and I realized is that we were both the baby by a little, I mean, by a lot and of the family. And David is also the baby of his family by a lot. And so I think there's something very specific that you were ha- in how you relate to other people who understand that experience. I have two friends here who are the same, who have a big gap between them and the next child. And so, which really means you, you're mostly unsupervised as a. <laughs> right. And spoiled. <laughs> yeah. As a child. And so, um, so we kind of had that connection, but it was, it was fast. Like it was like, oh, we, we had just been waiting to find each other. It was not like there was never an awkward, even get to know you phase. I don't feel like, or I don't remember it if there was. Oh, it's true. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I think it was just kind of, and I think we all shared and we've talked about it so much, but we all shared a love of like eighties music, seventies. We just talked about the TV shows. Like we all grew up, we're all the same age. So it's like we all, and our kids are all about the same age. So it was like, we just had all these things in common. Yeah. That just right. Made us and it was such yeah. a shock to me that y'all didn't know each other for years and years. Right. Cause you're so much alike. Yeah. Well, I know. And, I, and I have like a vivid memory, Travis, and I can't remember. We were all messaging one night or whatever, but I remember that you and I both that we somehow we realized that we both could pretty much recite this obscure skit from a Saturday Night Live from the eighties <laughs> with with um the with the People's Court, where I mean that that. I don't, I mean, I've maybe known like two other people in my whole life who could recite it. And David is one of them. Um, so, and that's, it was one of those. Damn her mother. 
I'm a barfly. I'm a barfly. Yeah, that is correct, Your Honor. And so <laughs> it was kind of like once once I knew that, I was like, oh, my word. Like if I had a checklist of funny things I wanted somebody to know, um, if I was going to be friends with that person and our shared love for waiting for government, it was like every single one of them it was like, check, 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 check. So, well, and there's, yes. Does, have we, share, does, does Melody know that sketch? Melanie, do you the know that sketch? I don't with think Hooks. No. I'm sending no. it to you. Okay. Send it to me. Oh, it's now a I treasure. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's good. So that's how we became friends. And so over time, everybody's people just kind of although you and perry just met this last year but but yeah perry was the for me was the shock of 2000 i love that (laughs) that makes me so happy like i just and all i had to work with was you know descriptions of perry and you know of course it's not that you ever painted him to be horrible but i just thought (laughs) you know he's gonna say three words and like grunt twice and it's it'll be yeah. over but oh my gosh i just wasn't prepared for the um the social buoyancy of perry mm. yeah yeah he's the extrovert in our house he is by far the most extroverted like by far which is funny because he i mean you just have to know that he's going to tell you exactly what he thinks about something right but he's going to yeah. be very friendly and tell you that with a smile <laughs> but he's well, I could have he... sat there for lunch until dinner and had dinner. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we could have talked forever. I know. Yeah, we did. We had that was such a good day. That was remember when we used to be able to go to dinner with friends. That, that was, was so, so fun. That was, those were good times. That was, that so, was fun. so fun. <laughs> I don't know. It's been the neatest thing. I, yes. The way that all happened. I always say the Lord can use anything, even denim, because that's how he brought us all together. That's right. And something else. Okay, so the, the, um, the most random thing that you all have in common, I, I would say... For Travis and me, probably it's our exhaustive Saturday Night Live um, memories and ability to quote stuff. But I think for all of us, it really is the 80s stuff and the shared love of 70s country music and all that kind of stuff. You think? I also think we, strangely, Mel and Sophie and I, I think we all see ministry very similarly mm-hmm. and we all feel the tension of ministry and marketing and careers. I, th- I think we all feel that tension the same way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Does that make sense? Is that oh, yeah. Sharing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Making that balance, like, oh, yeah. Balance of how to live in this, in this culture, doing what we do and the tension of it and when it hurts and when it hurts our feelings and when it mm-hmm. feels awkward and when it, just all that stuff, just walking that tightrope with the two of y'all, it feels like we walk it the same way. Yes. I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. And it helps to have other people to kind of talk through that with you because it's, it's a weird place to be. Right. It is. It is a weird place. And I I remember when Melanie and I were first getting to know you, Travis, I remember like, I was so delighted by how normal you are because you're, I mean, you're so gifted as a musician and so gifted as a worship leader and just gifted as a leader, period. Uh, So it was so fun. I don't know. I think Melanie and I, were were initially just so tickled by how tickled we were all the time just try as we got to know y'all and so <laughs> yeah. um and you know i mean do you ever feel like your gifts are just like draining like i feel like you're in this quarantine i'm becoming less gifted every day i don't think i can do anything anymore you can 
You can. Because I keep thinking everybody keeps going, uh, uh, we need to come, you know, come sing on Facebook or whatever. And I'm like, oh, for the life of me, that's not, I think I would, I think I'd throw up before need, I did you'd it. You'd need like 10 yeah. people around the piano with you for it to be fun, I feel like. <laughs> okay, so the next yeah. question is, have the three of you thought about doing a live show before with an audience? And the answer is yes. Yes. We have. Mm-hmm. And we almost did. Then we didn't. But maybe, maybe in a, in a few years when everybody's kids have all graduated and all that. We'll see. Which yeah. is not far away. No. no but it would be so fun. It would be so fun, y'all. It would. We would have a good time. If there were anybody I wanted to be on a bus with, it would pretty much be y'all. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> okay. This is going to be the last question I think we have time for. So we may have to do a follow-up episode um at some point which really shouldn't be a problem because guess what i'm gonna us... say i don't i need to check my calendar i don't know that i'm really gonna have time we don't have anything <laughs> we don't have anything going on um but travis you can start and answer this and then melanie can answer for the two of us but the question is how did your friendship with beth moore begin oh how did it begin okay so um in the early 90s she i was leading worship as an interim worship pastor when i was 23 wow at a church in nashville 23 years old wow an idiot i was such an idiot even more of an idiot than i am now mm-hmm. uh, um and we met because she did our youth weekend that weekend and she stayed over on a Sunday and taught the students. And she did a little something on the in the service that morning. And we just met. And it was like, hey, it's nice to meet you. She was just so friendly. And we just, like, loved each other. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was just so weird. Well, then fast forward. It was five years later. I never saw her again for five years. And Faith Watley at Lifeway called and said, we have this this lady that's in Texas, and she started writing Bible studies, and we think we want to try to do some events with her. And I think I'd, I'd like to ask you to lead the worship for the events. And I was like, why don't if it's a women's event, why don't you get a woman? Mm-hmm. And she had a couple reasons. She said why, and I was like, well, I I guess. And I said, who is it? And she said, her name's Beth Moore. And I said, I met mm-hmm. her five years ago, and she was awesome. Yeah, I'd love to do it. So. We did the first the first event that we did together the following Monday. She she this is 1998. She faxed <laughs> a big an eight by eight and a half by eleven paper where she had colored in in big bubble letters. It's a match. Oh, she faxed it faxed it into Faith just to say we hit it off. It was a match, and I don't know. We just loved each other like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She she describes it well when she says it's sometimes it's mother son, sometimes it's brother sister, depending on what life is handing us at mm-hmm. that moment. But I will tell you, uh, five, six years in is when my my mother passed away, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, that was when I know I just know because Beth is so amazing, and at that point we were our families were so inter intertwined, and she fell in love with. Angela and you know we we just kind of became family that once my mom died I I I knew she was leaning in mm-hmm. and in the sweetest of ways and mm-hmm. leaning into my kids and everything knowing that there was a void there and just was always from from that moment on it was it was just even that much sweeter yeah I'm teary-eyed, Travis. I'm completely teary-eyed at this point. I'm going to have to pull myself together. Because that's so, that's so her, I feel like. It's so like that's so her. It's so, 
um, where she, you know, when mama was in, was in ICU, I was walking down the hall in the hospital and my phone rang and it was her just like, and I will never forget it as long as I live because there were so few places to, to decompress at that point in the game, because you're trying to be strong for everybody. Um, and Melanie was a place certainly where I decompressed. I think I had my biggest crying fit of that whole time with Melanie. Um, but then just for Beth, just to come in, just that maternal voice. Um, and she's not even old enough to be my mom, but like, but just that maternal care is something else. Okay. Right. So uh -huh. Melanie, you want to answer the question for the two of us? So for us, we had both done, of course, I mean, like you had said, you'd gone to the deeper still. We had both done Beth's Bible studies. She had been somebody that had mentored us from afar, you know, even though we had never met her. And, and in fact, part of the initial thing I loved on your blog is you were going through, I think it was, was it Fruits of the Spirit, her Bible study? Oh, and you were blogging about it. Yeah, yeah. Way back when. Mm -hmm. And so was it 2008 that we went to the deeper still in Atlanta? I think so. Is that right? That feels right. Yeah. Yep, so I think it was. You're right. Okay, so it was 2008, it was Deeper Still in Atlanta, and we were meeting Travis, or for me, it was going to be the first time to meet Travis in person, and no, not first time, second time, I think, because you had come here, Trav, for something, like Women of Faith or something, and I had met you in person then, um, but then, but Travis, he was like, come down to Soundcheck, we were staying at the hotel of the Phillips Arena, and he told us, and at this time, we were blogging for Lifeway, and Trav said, hey, come down during sound check and y'all can hang out and hopefully y'all can meet Beth. And I think, Sophie, you and I were both like, oh, my gosh. Like, it was just this, like, uh, okay. Like, I, this is I'm when not... her discernment kicks in. And she knows that we need to be thrown out of the of the camp. Like, this is this is the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. gosh, not it at was all. that thing of like, it felt so like, oh my gosh. And I remember I didn't know what to expect at all. And that we walked, I will never forget, like we were standing and we had kind of been listening to Travis and the band and then they'd kind of finished. And then like Beth kind of came walking up and she immediately started doing like the whole thing, like the, like bow down, like I'm not worthy kind of thing to us, which was so disarming to mm -hmm. me that like I nearly fell over dead. Like, mm -hmm. but to me, I always think about that because that's so like Beth was like, I am just delighted to meet the two of you and you are just the best. And it was one of those things where I think I was looking around like, who is she talking to? Like, who? It is was, this real? Yes, where I immediately thought I'm going to meet her and I'm going to come undone, like crying and telling her how much she's meant in my life. But she so disarms you because she walks in so much humility and yep. she turned it on us where she was so excited to meet us. And that was so surreal to me. Um, and then I feel like after that, for whatever reason, she kind of took the two of us in. She she took pity on us. <laughs> she, <laughs> she did. She did. She did. These two dumbbums are going to need some sort of mentoring <laughs> and right. encouragement. They are. These, and guidance. They're not going to have much of a way forward if I don't, um, if I don't maybe come, come alongside them for a minute and offer some yeah. encouragement. Yeah. And I think for years after that, you and I would go to the stuff and Ron, who kind of does security for Beth or used to, he's retired now, but he did a lot of that stuff. I kept waiting. I was like, anytime now, Ron is going to give her the look that says, yeah, we need to get these two out of yeah. here. Like, you're, <laughs> these two don't need to be sitting right mm -hmm. behind you. But um, but after that, because we were blogging for Lifeway, we got to go on a regular basis to Living Proof Lives and some deeper stills. And so that friendship just continued and um, and it's, I mean, I know I speak for both of us when I say God, it's one of the biggest blessings of our life. Yep. Uh -oh. 100%. Uh, 
Yeah. If, if for nothing else, not just because Beth is so great, but because Beth confirms for me, she is, she is my model of that. I always want to be the same person in person that I am on any kind of stage or public persona, because that's who she is. Like yeah. she's no different. And I, Without I would that. never, you know, and I would never want somebody to be able to say, well, I thought she was going to be a lot better. Um, so that's kind of always been such, yeah, I mean, and they might, but that's such an encouragement to me to see that Beth is the same person, no matter where you see her, if you're sitting in her living room or you're reading her on Twitter or whatever, she's the same. That's right. Same for the Cottrells, I would say. Yeah. 100%. Same for the Hudsons and the Shankles. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and friends are friends um, if the lord's the lord okay we don't have any more time except i do want to make sure we answer this very last question because i feel like it will make somebody feel better somebody asked does melanie really shop that much does she buy everything on fashion friday no no she does not I don't. she does thank not thank you I, mm-hmm. I saw that question and i was like oh my gosh i hope i clarify that i feel like i do those are usually just the things that i really would would buy if I were going to buy stuff currently right now I'm not buying anything unless it's pajama pants but no I I'm pretty I actually do not spend nearly as much money as you would think looking on fashion Friday right and you actually with clothes you don't buy anything I feel like almost always unless it's on sale or you have some sort of promo code or discount you are not a full price person no and I do not pay for shipping that's right (laughs) that's that's a whole life philosophy with Melanie she is not going to pay for you to ship something to her house. No, no, I'll buy your hundred dollar top, but do not charge me six dollars shipping. Or that all sale are off. is they ain't over. charging nothing for shipping right no, now. No, they're mm-hmm. not. Okay, well, y'all, this has no. been a ton of fun, and we can come back and do some more of these. I don't know, maybe tomorrow around ten o'clock. What do y'all think? So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm free. I just looked. I'm free. I have a window. We'll do a fo- we'll for sure do a follow up though and and finish these and um it was so fun talking to y'all and it's look it's, it's so uh, fun it's almost four fifteen so we used a whole hour, used a whole hour. of the afternoon oh, oh mercy yeah. okay I know well it's been fun y'all thanks for thanks for entertaining me for the last hour now maybe I have something new to talk to my family about That's during right. our dinner tonight well maybe just you could ask them these questions and we can all with our families determine the category winners for savory and sweet shut-in snacks mm-hmm. that's a good that's good Trav I want you to start working on that okay. March Madness okay you could tell Perry that I actually referred to him as having uh, social buoyancy <laughs> yes. I bet no one ever has He'll, he'll be so pleased. He'll be so pleased. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Well, we'll talk to y'all later. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Pressed we all are for time right now. <laughs> oh, I have lots of things to do this afternoon. I have selected an open fit workout to do this afternoon <laughs> via my phone. And Good. I cannot be late Good for, for it. you. Well, it's because I can't get outside no. today. I can't go walking. It's raining. I know. It's been, the sun finally, it's been raining here since Friday and the sun's finally starting to come out. So I think I'm going to need to get out after this is over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh. I, oh my gosh. The rain. Is mm-hmm. it raining there? I mean, it's rained like 15 straight days or something. Not, I mean, not quite, but almost. <laughs> That is almost not an exaggeration. It's terrible. It's terrible. They have almost built arcs, y'all.
They have almost oh. built arcs. They have uh, thought about building arcs because it has rained. But, mm -hmm. but, there, but there's no toilet paper to put on the arc. There's and not, so that becomes a problem. Mm -mm.